What's your perspective, specs? Here we are. You know, it's interesting. We can be looking at the same thing, but having two very different perspectives. Have you ever been to, a, to the movies before? You've gone with somebody. You've seen the same movie. You've walked out of the theater, and you go, wow, that was like the best movie, movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And the other person is walking out saying, that is rubbish. You're like, what? Get out of here. Satan, get behind me. You know, you ever, you ever felt like that? You ever been to a movie when someone else rubbished it and you loved it? You've been there before? You know, um, and it's interesting. You're seeing the same movie, but you've got very different perspectives because it's about perspectives. It's kind of like when, when me and my wife, we pack for our holiday. And, and, and when a husband packs and a wife packs, we have very different perspectives when it comes to packing our luggage. Isn't that so true? So she'll be like, she'll be packing her bag and she'll be like, you know, we're going to the Gold Coast, right? It's summertime and she'll be, I'll take some warm clothes just in case it gets, you know, not just some, but just a couple of warm clothes, maybe a couple, a few layers. And oh, well, I might take some wet weather gear, you know, and she'll take extra towels. I'm like, we're staying at a hotel, you know. Oh, but I'll just, you never know. We just, and she'll take, she will take, she'll take a roll of toilet paper and pack it in the bag as well. Does anybody else take toilet paper when they travel somewhere? It's like, we're going to Australia, and I'm sure they got toilet paper over there. But, but, but you know what? If, if there's a, a toilet paper shortage in Australia, I'll be thanking my wife, you know. I'll be thanking my wife for that toilet roll. But when I'm packing my stuff, when I'm packing my luggage, I've got, oh my, got my shorts, got my jandals, got my singlet, got my togs. I'm ready to go. Come on. Here we go. Well, you know, let's go. You know, we've got different perspectives when it, when it comes to packing our, our luggage. And, and, you know, one time she trusted me with packing Te Pari's, um gear when we went to the beach. We get to the beach, and she's like, Have you, did you pack Tepati's spare clothes? I go, spare clothes? All he needs is his togs and a towel. Why would he need spare clothes for? You know, it's perspective. It's about perspective, perspective, perspective. And when it comes to the Bible, it's interesting. We find in the Bible there, there are people in the Bible who look at the same thing but leave with totally two different perspectives, and it's quite interesting. And so if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn with me to, to Numbers chapter 13. And, and it's found in the Old Testament. In fact, it's, it's, the year is 1445 B.C. It's a long time ago. 1445 B.C. And Moses, he's just led the children of Israel out of slavery from Egypt. And, they've, and God parted the Red Sea, the Egypt, and, and the Israelites crossed through the Red Sea. He closed it and destroyed the, 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 the Egyptian army. They're at Mount Sinai. God gives them the Ten Commandments. And now they're, they're, they're at the edge of crossing into the Promised Land. This is where they are. They're crossing into the Promised Land. And this is where we find the story. And we, we take it up in Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. And it reads, The Lord now said to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan. Everybody say Canaan. 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 And, and they're there to what? To explore. Explore the, the, the land that I am giving to the Israelites. Who's giving them this land? It's the Lord. The Lord is giving them yeah. this land. And this is, that's, that's a point I really want you to remember. And so for 40 days, you know, uh, Moses sends out 12 leaders from each of the, of the tribes of Israel. And they're, into, they're, they're exploring the promised land. And they're going, wow. This place is amazing. I can't believe God is giving us this land. This, this land is flowing with milk and honey. And, and you know, when I read that, my, my imagination goes there. It's like I'm imagining like there's like a river of milk just flowing through that land and, 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 and coming bubbling out of the ground is honey. 
You know, that's my imagination. And I don't know where your imagination goes with that, but it sounds cool anyway. The land is flowing with milk and honey, and there's so much produce here. It's, it's incredible. Wow, there's some, there's some walled cities over there. There are big walls around it. It's heavily fortified. There's, there's some big dudes here. I think there's some, what is, is, what is, is that a couple of um, uh, Maori and Pacific Islanders? I think a Maori Pacific Islanders here. Oh, no, 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 no. They're really big dudes. Well, I think they've got actually giants in the land. There's giants living here. Then they, then they turn around and goes, whoa, those are some big grapes. Turn to the next person uh, and say to them, big grapes. Check out those big grapes. Don't be too enthusiastic when you say that. Check out those big grapes. And they're like, you know what? Let's, you know, Moses said, take some of this produce back and show them. We've got to show them the grapes. They'll never believe us. And it takes two of them to carry one cluster of grapes. And this is, this is how plentiful this land is. And they head back to Moses. And, and they come to Moses and they, and they bring Moses this report. Ten of the spies. Everybody say ten. Ten, ten of the spies. They come to this one conclusion. And the conclusion is this, we cannot take the land. We cannot take the land because the cities are heavily fortified. They've got some big walls around their cities. And not just that, there's giants. There's giants in the land. But what's interesting about two of the spies, Caleb and in the next passage, Joshua, they come up with a totally different perspective than these 10 spies. They're saying, look, do you know what? We can take this land. God has given us this land. God is for us. God is with us. We can take this land. I mean, I don't know. How, how can these two spies, looking at the same, same thing as these other 10, come with different perspective? And it really is this. It's what, what I believe is not a product of what I see, but the product of my perspective. What I believe is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. And let me explain that to you. That's why two people who get the same diagnosis from the doctor, one is totally devastated, while the other one, other one experiences hope, experiences peace and strength in, in God like never before. Yet many times in my office, I've had, had couples um, um, coming to me and, 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 and about talking to them about their marriage. And, and one, of them, one of them is looking at their situation and is going, you know what? It's too hard. You know, it's, it's too hard. I don't even know. I think we should just give up. I think we should give up. And then the other looking at the same situation said, no, 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 no. We can do this. Come on. We just got to forgive each other. We've got to keep working on this. We can, we can get through this. God has forced. God has called us to, to take our marriage back. Come on. This is what God is calling us. It is about perspective perspective what I believe is not a product of what I see but a product of my perspective perspective see it's not that Caleb and Joshua were any more spiritual than the other leaders I mean these these leaders all 12 of them they, they were leaders of their own tribe they were all men of God they were all men of faith but it was about perspective maybe you're here today and you're standing on the edge of something that God is trying to bring you into yeah. But for whatever reason, you're, it's, it's holding you back because of your perspective. Maybe today you're standing on the edge of something. It, might, it, might, it may not be, uh, be Canaan, but, but maybe it looks more like, 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 like freedom. Maybe God wants to bring you into freedom. Or maybe it looks more like, like, like healing. God wants to bring you into some healing. Or, or maybe, maybe it looks more like a res, uh, restored marriage. Or maybe it looks like a restored relationship. See, God is trying to bring you into something, but quite often we stand on the edge, never possessing what God has promised because we lack perspective. Wow. Perspective. And that's what happened to, the, to these 10 spies. They missed the promises of God because they're focusing on the problems. 
Is that what we do sometimes? We focus on the problems. We focus on the faults. All we see in our marriage are the faults, and that's what we focus on. All we see in other people are faults. All we see in, 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 in certain leaders are faults. All we, see in, uh, all we see in the senior pastor is his faults. You know, what, what's our perspective? What's your perspective? And, I, and, and you know, because we know that God had already said that he's giving them this, this land, right? He said to Moses, I'm giving you this land. All I want you to do is explore the land. But what does Moses do? He takes this simple instruction and he complicates it. We complicate a lot of things in our own life, don't we? We complicate our faith. We complicate a whole bunch of things. You know, one time I was off, I was off to Countdown and, and my wife sent me in to get, to get vanilla essence. And, and I'm thinking to myself, vanilla essence, vanilla essence, vanilla essence. And I walk in there and my phone goes bing. And she's like, could you pick up some milk? Could you pick up some, some, um, um, some baking powder, some cocoa and, and some cereal and, and maybe some mint biscuits? And, and so I buy all these things and I go home and I've forgotten the vanilla essence. Has anybody been there before? Yeah, come, on. come on, can I get an amen on that? Because we complicate a simple instruction. So here's Moses. He's saying to, he's saying to, these, to these spies in verse 18. He says, see what the land is like. Find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they, are, they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or is it poor? Are there many trees? And, and do your best to bring back some produce. And so he, he has the spies going into this land, considering what they weren't even meant to consider. And quite often we complicate things. We, we take on these considerations we weren't even meant to. Not, uh, in fact, God sent them into this land just to explore the land because it was meant to come back to bring a good report, to encourage the people. But instead of encouraging the people, they discouraged the people because they went into the land thinking about something they weren't even supposed to consider. And we do what Moses do all the time, right? We add all these considerations upon a simple instruction that God gives us. Maybe God has, has, has laid it on your heart saying, I, I need to make church a priority. And God's saying, you know, you should make a church a priority so that, so that you set up a legacy of faith within your family. And you're like, yes, God, I've got that. Make church a priority. Make church a priority. Then we add all these considerations on top of that. What's the weather like this, this Sunday? Is it raining? Is it cold? Or is it foggy? Can I, see the, can I see where I'm going? You know, what are the children like this morning? Are they hypo or are they extra hypo? You know, are they tired? Should we, we stay home? Who's speaking there this Sunday? Is it Pastor Ansel or is it that university guy? You know, we, have all these, we add all these considerations and we make, it, we make things so much more complicated than what God asked us to do. Or maybe God has spoken to you about giving. Right, and God's going to look, I, I, I want you to trust me with your finances. And then we add all these considerations on top of that, right? We're like, okay, what are my bills like this week? Well, you know what? I really need to upgrade my phone. Wow, those shoes look really nice. You know, we add all these kind of considerations upon what God has asked us to do. And, and don't get me wrong, because you, you need to remember, when God asks you to do something, it's not about brownie points that I've got to do all these things for God to, be appro to prove me. God already proves you. God already loves you. You don't have to do anything for God to already love. He already loves you. There's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore. Who really does? It's got nothing to do with God's approval, nothing to do with brownie pool. It's got nothing to do with, with God loving you. It's got nothing to do with your salvation because it's only by Jesus alone at the cross we are saved, not by anything we can do, not by works we may boast, but it has everything to do with God bringing you into something. But we stand on the edge. We stand on the edge because of our perspective. And we never enter into the promises of God because of our perspective, because of our perspective. 
Verse 27. This was their report to Moses. We enter the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. There's milk running down the river and there's honey bubbling out of the ground. And, and verse 28, but, here's their big but. But, this is when they start focusing on the problems. But, I've got a big but and I cannot lie. And they go, but. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We saw giants there. But verse 30, Caleb, he responds. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as, as they stood before Moses. The NRV says that Caleb silenced the people. And he said, let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Wow. So Caleb, Caleb is like this. Shut your face. I don't need to listen to that. See, that's the... A-N-I-V version. That's the ants nearly inspired version. <laughs> Shut your face. I don't need to listen to all that. Not, it wasn't that, that Caleb wasn't aware of the fortified city. It wasn't that Caleb wasn't aware um, of the giants. In my own life, I know there are issues that I need to deal with. There are issues that I am well aware of. And I don't need somebody in my ear pointing out all the wrongs. I need somebody declaring God's peace, God's, God's love over my life. That's what I need over my life. You know, don't tell me about some giants. I don't need to hear that. God said we can take this land. God said that he's giving us this land. That's what I need to hear. I need proclamation of God's promises, not focusing on the problems. Because what I believe is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. See, the reason why you, you haven't had the confidence to move forward is because there are still voices in your life that are talking out of what God is calling you into. Every time you're about to take a step, there's a voice in your ear going, but, 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 you need to get your big butt out of my face. But, 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 but didn't God, didn't, didn't the doctors tell you that you couldn't conceive? Wow. Get your big butt out of my face. But, 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 but who do you think you are? But, but, but do you think you're qualified? Do you think you're qualified for this, for this ministry? Do you, but do you think you, you have what it takes? But, but, but do you think you, you, you can represent New Zealand and the world? But, but, but who do you think you are? We need to tell these, these big butts, get out of my face. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear that. See, we let these voices talk us out of what God is calling us into because of lack of perspective. God's perspective. Verse 31. But the other man who had explored the land with them disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread a bad report. Did you get that? They spread a bad report. It wasn't a wrong report. It wasn't a false report, but it was a bad report. They missed the promises because they were focusing on the problems, on the problems. When we first went into two services, we first launched it into, or, you know, uh, we, we were well aware of the challenges. We were well aware of the challenges we're putting on those uh, in our dream team who were, who were serving every week. But there were still people spreading a bad report. Oh, we can't do it. We, we can't expect our people to do that. We can't, we can't expect our, our people to, to serve twice. We, we, can't, uh, we, can't, we can't expect them to do that. See, we, we decided we're not going to listen to a bad report. It wasn't a wrong report. 
It wasn't a false report. We're well aware what was going on. We decided to listen to the promises of God and what God has called this church to. God has called this church to reach the armed church, to be a, a, a place where we open the doors and say, come on in, you are welcome here. Come as you are and let God do the rest. And so we opened the door and we went to two services anyway. And we went from 190 people to 250 people. But you know what? We could have stayed like that. We could have stayed comfortable. You know what's comfortable? We've got enough people. 250 people, that's enough people. We've got enough in here. We don't need any, any more else. But you know, God didn't call us just to rest, to be comfortable. Because when we're, when we're comfortable, we don't need a comforter. And I don't know about you, we need the Holy Spirit who is our comforter. So which means that if we need the, we need the comforter, we need to step out of our comfort zone. And, and you know, God has called us to reach the young church. And so, so, so we, the bad report started coming in about a third service, but we went to three services anyway. And we went from, we went from um, about 280 to 330. And you know what? When we look around, I'm telling you now, what's your perspective? And I love what Pastor Orion said. We look at these chairs. It's a great opportunity. Look, look, come on, come on. What do we see? Oh, wow, why are we, you know, maybe we should go to a small, but no, 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 come on. We've got more opportunity. We can invite people to hear about the love of God. We can, to hear where their lives can be transformed, where freedom will begin to take, take hold of life because the answer is found at the cross, the cross of what Jesus did for us. Come on. See, what I believe is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. Verse 33, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. We seem like grasshoppers in their own eyes. Now my question is, how do they know that? How do they know what they're thinking? They don't know that. They don't know what they're thinking. And quite often the enemy will, will have us looking at a real situation in our life and they'll bring us to, to some false perspective about it. I remember one time I, I had an, uh, an argument with my wife and then after I remember thinking to myself, you know, I, I would never be the husband that she deserves. I remember another time in my life where, where I lost my patience on my son and, and instead of doing the, the easy thing and say, I'm sorry, I walked away thinking, like, thinking that I was a bad dad and I'm thinking to myself, man, my son's gonna grow up thinking that I'm a terrible dad. But you know what? We need to declare the truth of what God says. I am a good husband. I am a good father. That's who I am. I'm a good dad. And you need to declare some truths over your life. You know, so often the enemy is pushing out to some false perspectives about who you are. You have what it takes. God has, what God has put inside of you, He's given you the ability to overcome. Do not let any perspective that, that you're going through determine who you are. Your past does not determine your future. We need to understand that. Come on. See, uh, what I believe is not a product of what I see but the product of my perspective. See, here's the application. You have to become selective with your hearing. And if you've got kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I remember our son Hans. Hans was, Hans was, uh, what Hans does in this church, he, he leads our youth ministry, he leads our, our community projects like our holiday programs and our preschool programs on a Tuesday. But when Hans was a little kid, I'll be like making dinner and I'm calling the kids, dinner time. Hans is sitting there watching TV. Hans, Hans, I'm, I'm calling to him. He's still watching TV. I come right up to him. Hans, Hans, and he's still watching TV. So I'll go, no, I don't, I don't do that. I go, Hans, and I'm like, I'm a bit concerned now. I'm thinking to myself, I think he's got a hearing issues. I think he's got a hearing, I'm, I'm kind of concerned and I'm a bit worried. And Hans goes and gets his ears tested. The result comes back. Hans has perfect hearing. What I realized is that he didn't have a hearing issue. He had a selective hearing 
issue is what he, what he had. And we need to have a selective hearing about what we're listening to. We need to tell some butts to get out of our face. I don't need to listen to that. Get, you can get your butt out of here. Come on, shut your face. The ANIV version, Ant's nearly inspired version. Come on. You got to be selective of what you hear because my Bible tells me that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. My faith is not based upon what I see, but what I hear. So I've got to submit my life under what God has spoken about me, not anyone else. See, I need friends who will stand in my corner and declare what God has said over my situation. That, you know, that God said I belong to Him. God said that I am His child. God said that no weapons formed against me shall prosper. Come on, I don't need people to talk me out of the battle. I need friends who will come with me and be in the battle with me. Come on. So get your butt out of here. What I believe is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. My perspective. So they spread this bad report. And it went like wildfire through the camp of Israel. See, you can't stop gossip. It was an issue in the Old Testament. It was an issue in the New Testament. And it's still an issue today. You can't stop gossip, but you don't have to listen to it either. See, I don't have to listen to that. If it's not honoring, if it's not praiseworthy, then I don't need to be hearing that. You know, I need to be like what Caleb did and he silenced the people. Come on. I don't need to hear that. So get your big butt out of my face. So we need to declare the truth of what God says over people. We need to declare the truth over every situation in our life. You know, I am the, what what does God say? I'm the head, not the tail. I am loved. I am a child of God. I am free. Come on, this is what God, this is the promises that God has for you. What I believe is, is, is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. And I love the story of, of grandma. You, you may, may have heard the story of grandma. Every day, grandma would open the door and she would cry out, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! And her neighbor's an atheist, and it will drive him crazy because he's trying to, he's trying to read his newspaper, have his cup of tea, and she's yelling out, Praise the Lord! It drove him nuts. One day, she was struggling with food. She opens his, her door, she goes, Praise the Lord! God, you know, I'm struggling with some food, but you're my Jehovah Jireh. You're my provider. I know you'll provide for me. I know you'll provide groceries for me. Praise the Lord! The next day, she opens up her door, and there's a bag of groceries there. So she cries out, praise the Lord. Out from the side jumps the atheist guy. He goes, aha, it wasn't God who provided you your groceries. It was me. I provided you the groceries. And she goes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that you provided me groceries and you made the devil pay for it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because what I believe is not a product of what I see, but a product of my perspective. My perspective, my perspective.